0: You're listening to CITR, FM102, K102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio
1: today? My name's Mark Kleiner, and...
0: Hello, Mark Kleiner. <laughs> Hello, who, Nard. Who are you? Who are you, Mark Kleiner? Well,
1: I lived in Vancouver, I guess to your listeners for some context. I was here in the 90s. I was here in the early aughts. And I'm back this week playing uh, benefit concerts to promote refugee resettlement in the lower mainland and in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. A free gig tomorrow night. Free gig, but a free will offering is certainly gratefully received. And could you give some information regarding that gig right now? Yeah, sure. It is at
0: the Spirit. Thank you, Beppe, for allowing thank so much in fact go plug, over
1: that, yeah he went over he, he bought us some time while we kind of got this show well polished for all the listeners out there
0: actually I will say before we get into the details what did we just hear and why didn't it come out why did I have to play it from the SoundCloud <laughs> well, and who was that
1: we, we really uh, that was Sister Lovers that was the 1990s group, your band my, my band in the early to mid 90s and really when we made that album uh, that was in the days of the CD format it was also cassettes were on the way out and vinyl was sort of like percolating but really we we kind of foresaw this digital age we wanted our music to be readily available for free and so we basically kind of put the brakes we had this great album and we're like we could put it out right now on cd and you know potentially sell some units but let's wait until it can be accessible in a digital format and can really be we sort of foresaw i don't want to really blow our own horn here but we really foresaw streaming before there was streaming so we just basically had to sit on it for about 14, 15, 20 years, whatever it was. Now, now what's the real story? Well that's that's really a story.
0: But why didn't it come out?
1: Because subsequent subsequent bands you were Sub- in Subs I thought you were gonna say substance. Yeah. <laughs> the subs- well, yeah, yeah, I I you know, I don't know. It's it's the same old Vancouver story, right? We effed it up. So here we are. But. And we heard Radiator Girl. I want to be different. No, we didn't hear Radiator Girl. But I like
0: saying Radiator okay, Girl. Okay, sure, Hello, sure. Judith. Hello, Judith Beeman. Because You contributed one song to a compilation.
1: Yeah, Judith Beeman is a uh, wonderful Vancouver resident and a big star champion. So big star, and before it was a clothing company. Is it still a clothing company? It was a uh, a, a semi-known group that has now become like very ubiquitous, right? Um, yeah, well, when we searched for sister lovers on SoundCloud, there were tons of them. Okay, yeah, there are lots of bands calling themselves Sister Lovers. We were originally called the Squeaky Frums before that, but then uh, that's... We were for one gig at Club Soda before it was the Starfish Room. And speaking of Club Soda, tomorrow night, if all goes according to plan, we may not have the Sister Lovers reunion that we promise you, but Mushroom Trail is freaking reuniting. The kings of the lunatic fringe a m grunge recording artist, 1993. And uh, that's right, this week I have my face taken, my picture taken next to Mushroom Trail in the the Wall of Fame on Camby Street across from the Camby uh, Lounge uh, Libations Room. And we were just talking with the Attorney General, uh, but that's one of the reasons we're late today is we were, we were chilling. The Attorney General of British Columbia stopped us on the way here, and uh, I, I, I mentioned to him that his... He sits, one of his colleagues is Bob Deeth, does he pronounce it? Yeah, Deeth. And Paul Deeth actually originally pronounced Death because it's D-apostrophe-E-A-T-H. He's the lead
0: singer of Mushroom Trail. He went to my school. I I know, and Grant Lawrence's
1: buddies with him, right? The
0: secretary would always say, would his brother Guy Death please come to the (laughs) office? They didn't understand the apostrophe.
1: Right, right, right. So he changed
0: the actual spelling of the name
1: Okay, 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 to
0: D-I-T-H. And interestingly enough, Guy Deeth dad owned a house, and originally his house's driveway was actually the access point for John Collins from the New Pornographers, bass player of the New Pornographers driveway as well. Is that the same guy who plays bass for the Evaporators? Exactly. Yeah, I thought so. JCP. Bah, boom. But what I was saying is like, he had such a massive estate that part of the estate was this actual house that belonged
1: to John Collins' dad. Wow. Of the... New prodographers, but you were—we've dropped a lot of names here. But what is happening? Tom Cruise told us never to name drop. Okay, what but is
0: happening tomorrow night, Mark? What is happening? Like, <laughs> just explain to people. We is, just yes. heard—we just heard one of your songs. So what is going to happen tomorrow night? Thank you for the night?
1: plug. Thank you for playing our music. Thank you for caring, and and listeners, thank you for listening. And we
0: tweeted out also a picture of Mushroom Trail.
1: Yes, so a potentially a Mushroom Trail reunion, at least partial, tomorrow evening at Spirit of Life Lutheran Church. What's happening is at six p.m. There's a potluck dinner. As, uh, as was said before, bring a dish if you wish. and um,
0: 375 West 10th.
1: That's right. So that's at 10th and Yukon. So it's not too far off of Main Street, just a few blocks. And it
0: doesn't really look like a church, does No, it, it doesn't. So there go, is another church if, yes, nearby. Yes, so you went,
1: you went to pick me up today, and you went to the Korean Presbyterian Church. If you go there, just keep heading west, and you'll find a senior's uh, high rise. The church is actually at the bottom of that, and there's a bunch of work being done by BC Housing to retrofit and renovate the exterior of that church, and so that's currently going on, so it's all covered in green scaffolding, etc. But in the bottom there is where the show's going to be going on, and uh, we're so delighted to be guests of Reverend Cliff Reinhardt and the Congregation of Spirit of Life, who are hosting the potluck and uh, helping to host the concert, which starts at 8 o'clock. There's going to be two sets. There's going to be uh, guest performances by Jungle, 100% Jungle Explain reunion. Explain Jungle, your bands. Explain So after your bands Sister bands Lovers, uh, I was in a group called Jungle with my dear friends uh, Tim Murphy and Aaron gannon for originally from saskatoon and uh, Stephen ham who became a very good friend of mine uh, pretty much in and through that experience of being in jungle together and so out of jungle came canned ham when jungle broke up um right towards the end there canned ham came together so we died so they might live
0: and then continuing on, there was a Mark Kleiner Power Trio. Mark Kleiner project. Power
1: Trio, which was uh, with uh, Kurt Dahl from Limb Lifter and that band, the new pornographers that you mentioned, and also Pete Mills, also known as Pete Bastard from Flash Bastard. i played, I would been the pianist for uh, Flash Bastard. And uh, so anyways, Pete and produced that album and we signed to Mint Records and did that record and then uh, did some demos for a follow-up that never uh, quite uh, took flight, as they say, but... Um, And then from glam rock to the flock? From glam rock to serving a flock, as the line goes, yes. I went uh, back to school in uh, the, well, I guess it was the mid-aughts, 04, actually here on the UBC campus at the Vancouver School of Theology. And I took, uh, uh, started my theological studies and I was ordained in... Early mid January 2012. So I now serve an Anglican church, which is uh, Christ Church Anglican in the heart of the Caswell Hill neighborhood in Saskatoon at E and 28th. And we worship Sunday mornings at 10 30 a.m. And, and last time you were here, it was Big R. It was bigger. I was serving bigger. Yes, New York is big, but this is bigger. I served there for five years, and that was wonderful. I served a Lutheran and an Anglican congregations there. Uh, loved the people, loved the ministry, and uh, sense the call to come to Christ Church Anglican, and uh, that's where I am today. Well, not sp- 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 for literally. The li- but, and
0: for the gig tomorrow, you're having all your bands playing.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the next day, he were giving a sermon. That's right. What's that part of the deal? How did you work that? Well, basically, I looked at my calendar, and it kind of had to do with access schedule with a couple of my kids. And I thought, well, what? when do I have free time? And it was like this last weekend in March. And you got to know something about the Lutheran Church, if you don't already, which is that, and, and, and the Anglican Church, sorry, is that we pick our readings years, centuries in advance. It's like a three-year rotating cycle. So, you know, the readings aren't just decided. We know what it's all set, in, but I don't know off the top of my head what it's going to be until I look it up. So I'm like, okay, March 31st, what's the... What's the gospel reading. I would love to go and ask Reverend Cliff if I can be guest preacher at the the church where I you know I've never officially preached uh, in, in British Columbia, and the reading is the prodigal son, which is just if you if your listeners haven't heard the story, please come Sunday ten a.m. and you will hear the story of the prodigal son and you'll hear me guest preach and you will um, experience worship with uh, Reverend Reinhard presiding and then coffee fellowship after eleven fifteen and then the children's concert at one p.m.
0: And you convinced the church that Mark was worthy
1: of giving a sermon I'm not worthy it's 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 the. There's but only that is amazing though. I am so blessed to have this opportunity to so
0: preach so basically you want the people of Vancouver to turn out for your preaching and a gig I'm inviting the people can, of Vancouver when you do a sermon can it bomb if there's an, a, oh, a turnout oh yeah because uh, no, 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 gigs no, not, uh, it can
1: bomb right No, no okay like not, not, based on it, not based on the turnout of course it can if, if you look at it in terms of numbers uh, uh, what's the bombs difference and between queues?
0: doing a sermon and doing a gig
1: well that's a very good question the first Time I did a sermon. I walked up into that pulpit, and I. What did
0: you look like?
1: Well, I was wearing an alb, which is because a a lot of times
0: you look a bit when you have longer hair, like.
1: (laughs) Oh, stop it!
2: You
0: do like John
1: the Baptist. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Or even
0: the Son. You look like the Son. Of John the Baptist? No, the (laughs) Son of God. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got a beard now and I've got, But what did you look at? I don't remember, but I can tell you what I experienced going to that pulpit because it's kind of apropos to being here today. I, I, I got out there and I got ready to preach and I realized I didn't really, and this is may sound off, but I didn't care what they thought. Like at that point I was ready to preach. And I was like, they're, they're going to like it or hate it. Like, I didn't give a rip. And I realized in that moment that it was really that development playing in punk clubs where no one gave a rip to see Sister Lovers most of the time. Or, you know, Jungle did a little bit better. We had a bit of, like, momentum. But a lot of the time we were going up and playing, like, with five bands Monday night at the, the Town Pump. I remember the first time we got to headline the Town Pump on a midnight, you know, playing 1230 on a Monday night. I'm like, wait, we're headlining. Well, you can look at it like, that dumbass. So we get there. It's only bees in the audience, right? And we're, we're headlining right everyone's gone home but uh, you know those kind of experiences where you play for people who just don't give a rip about seeing you and it's kind of like well but you play on and uh that really helped um you know, get me ready for preaching, which was like, you just, you just do your best and you go out there and you do it anyways. And if people don't like it, you never know when you're planting the seed. You don't know. We don't know who's going to hear this show today. We don't know like, like how our words impact. We don't know. So it's, it's best to take care, but it's a blessing and, and it's not about numbers, right? It's not about like, well, you know, I always thought it was, I was chasing that, that carrot like everyone else. And I realized now, um, after I almost said posthumously, um, you know, later on it was, you know, music has been a means through which community is fostered and people come together. And one thing that I'm very excited about, I'm sorry, uh, but, but about this experience this weekend is it's often been that, that indie rock, if we can even call it anymore, whatever that is, is like a silo unto itself. And the mainline Christian church is a silo unto itself. And never the two shall meet. And for whatever reason, there's a chance that some of that will come together. But what
0: about in metal, like Black Diamond? You know, or. Why do you mean black Or it's King Diamond. King Diamond. <laughs> he is an ordained minister. <laughs> oh, is he? Yes.
1: Like a, like a Christian? Or... I'm
0: not sure, but he's an <laughs> ordained minister. Has it come together? Have you known other rock and rollers?
1: That have done that well. I mean, I think rock and roll comes from that very sort of tension, right? Because Jerry Lee Lewis is the, the cousin of Jimmy Swagger, right? And I mean, gospel gives birth to rock King and roll. Diamond is also a tribute band to the kiss, aren't they? No, that Black Diamond's a kiss song, so I mean, there, there's a chance because they wore makeup and stuff.
0: Oh, I'm at but- Black
1: Diamond, okay. <laughs>
0: You're the expert on this stuff.
1: I'm not the expert. But I was
0: initially expert. attracted to you, I think, Mark, through your contributions to Discorder magazine, right? Well,
1: that's when we initially met was early, I think, 91. I'm dating myself here. But, you know, we were both 11 years old and we were just uh, hanging out at CITR one day. And I think I just done an article on the monkeys for Discorder magazine. And then we just sort of started. And you, you, you brought everything around to Garage Rock and conspiracies. But well, I remember you would the,
0: uh, actually, we do have a phone caller right now. Hello, caller, are you there? Hello, caller, are you there? Caller. Striper, Striper. Oh, do do. Oh, the caller phoned in and said Striper, Striper. So I guess we're missing that connection. <laughs> Thanks, there. mom. I was unfortunately <laughs> trying to compete with Mark in regarding heavy metal bands, et cetera. Right, you so know. like the
1: Christian heavy metal connection. Yeah, I was unfortunately.
0: Right. But I do remember an amazing picture you had of Davy Jones wearing a speedo in the article yes. in Discorder. Yes. And that kind of made me, um, you, at a track, uh, basically you were, you were perfect for the Narglar show. <laughs> so what do you remember? Right now we're going to play actually a clip. Well, more than a clip, two songs from the sister lover's release Giver. What can you say about Giver? We're going to play actually Riddlin' Kids and clap for the Nardwar.
1: Right on. I love Giver. I think we made 14 copies of this cassette. We used to sell them at a place called, uh, what the, F- it was. It would start with an S. It wasn't Scratch. It was not Sludge. It was that record shop on, what was his name? It started with a C. Oh, what was it? Sp- bank no what the collectors (laughs) RPM some listeners out there help us out it starts with an S Claudio remember Claudio ran that record shop and, and, and that's where we used to sell it out of. Anyways, we did the Giver Cassette, and I've, I haven't seen a copy for years. I, I talked to the guys in the band. No one has it. You have a copy, and so you transfer it to CD. God bless you. So Riddling Kids was inspired by a guy I worked with at Malone's Restaurant when Malone's was located on Robson Street. Now, it turns out Malone's later uh, moved to Seymour. And um, this weekend, one of my special guests will be Chico Tohomaso of Chico Tohomaso in the VOC Soul Gospel Choir. And uh, Chico is playing Sunday night, the day after the gig, at Malone's doing a Marvin Gaye tribute. So you can come see, see uh, Chico tomorrow night at Spirit of Life Lutheran Church. And then you can join me and some, some of us at Malone's. Anyways, I digressed. Where was I going with that?
0: Right after written play. Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: So we were working at Malone's. And the guy who worked with said uh, F.U. Country Kitchen Manager to one of our bosses who had come in there. And that becomes the, the line that opens the song.
0: And then after, we have clap clap.
1: for the narwhal. What is the
0: background on that?
1: Well, that was uh, a little, like, in the early days of sampling, we took a guess who... Uh, recording called Clap for the Wolfman and uh, Wolfman Jack, the famous Los Angeles DJ who was pretty much the man if you got onto Wolfman's show and Todd Rundgren had written a song called Better stay
2: away from Wolfman from Wolfman Jack I need your sweet loving while I'm on my
1: back and so it was like you wrote songs for the Wolfman and basically in the early 90s I mean it's just it was cachet to get on CITR and to get the plug from Nardware so we were kissing ass we were putting on the knee, well, the putting song, on the knee pads we were, the we were actually wearing down. knee pads as we recorded that song. boom.
0: <laughs> is the song a put down?
1: No. So it's this a is, celebration. This is
0: you on my radio show in 94, basically. The, the sample is.
1: Oh, that's right. There's samples. I forgot about that. I have not heard this in 25 years. Like
0: Well, here we go. Riddle and kits and clap for the nardwar featuring Mark Klein's Kleiner of the Sister Lovers playing tomorrow night. No the, just Sister Lovers. You always did the the. Sorry, continue (laughs) on the tradition on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show.
3: You, you Got your kitchen manager, yeah. what's your point? Ah! the world, queen of the joints. joint I'm a beaver, mustard, lifer, bastard, thousand dirty plates. I see the swap, I push myself up, and you rub it in my face. You're looking for success. Wearing shackles and a wheelchair dress. Looking to kick your ass. Who do you think we are? It's funny you ask me, cause we're in that really case yes. Nobody suckers, really we're in that case Skin, pop, and dry, hope we're in that really case We're out in the public
4: life <laughs> <laughs> Teacher, can you
3: teach me simple supercalifragilistice of your palms? salad. Can't learn, you can't be fun. Because it makes me feel like I'm a kid. Get my B M X out, let the tires skid. Oh and a guess, I just take up the hell. Oh and a guess, I just hold them down. We're hanging out doing jacks, making holes for a new box of tax. Cuz then we just in a bed. Things are getting stupid. It starts to make sense when you're a really I haven't got something. We're that just like what you give me, that. yeah! Yeah! Well in the bump of your head! Really, You're everybody's fuckers! Really, yeah! Stay by the Well in the, in the palm of your head! I'm the one
4: That was really exciting. Like, I actually... I actually like your tape, she but this one f- looks great, though. Sort of an opaque kind of This movie. is great, though, that blue, it's just so excellent. like those 8-tracks. Everyone yeah. is hand <laughs> painted by yeah, a I brought paper. an 8-track, ni- and the lyrics made me laugh, too. I mean, the Sister Lovers, you have a nice cassette. I mean, also, and I mean, like, I can't wait right. for your choruses. <laughs> <laughs> on your songs, they're just like, it's so, like, this comes You put that one song on, in the mix. It's like, really, exactly. really excellent. No, including it, it, the, the, the cassette was so excellent. Working on a cover engine. <laughs> I'm really dwelling on your cassette because I love it. I laugh at the lyrics. And you guys had too. I love it. I laugh at the lyrics. I love it. I love it. Love it. Hmm, that sounds like... This is what the Young Fresh Fellows should sound like. I'm not rating your record. The the sister lovers, the songs were excellent. Excellent. The blue of the cassette and the the sing along choruses. Uh, This was so uh, fun. It was Nine and Methane. It was total seven. I'm not giving you a good review. I, I like it. That was, that, was, that, was, that was excellent, was an X. Okay, I said great, shot. now do you think I like you? I'm a redeemer. I'm myself? I go on sing along choruses and fuzz muffs, sound effects. <laughs> hey! You can't go wrong with these guys. <laughs>
0: And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest. Who are you? Who are you? I'm
1: Mark Kleiner.
0: What did we hear right there, Mark?
1: We heard two tracks from the Sister Lovers cassette release Giver that came out in 1994. 1990- Four? Yes. Okay.
0: And we heard Clap for the Nardewar, which actually was a sample of you guys being on my radio show in 94.
1: That's right. Yeah. Thank
0: you. And that wasn't a put down.
1: Well, it actually was a sample of the Guess Who recording. And then it was snippets you know, just lifted from, without permission, from our CITR interview.
0: And speaking of Burton Cummins, the Guess Who, was he living in Moose Jaw? Were
1: like, we speaking of Burton Cummins? He is living in Moose Jaw presently, yes. What and do you know about that? He's living in Moose Jaw.
0: And also on that cassette giver was a song called "Tootie's Tits." What is that all about?
1: Um, the character from Facts of Life. I
0: oh, Tootie. Okay, I spelled it wrong. I remember Tootie. Rest in peace. I'm not sure if she's not dead, is she? One of them did. I think. Rest in peace. If
1: uh, you're thinking of Different Strokes. Okay. Yeah, they, uh, they're all.
0: What is the background on that song, no.
1: though? The, the Different Strokes theme was written by Alan Thick, uh, who's a Canadian. And uh, it was a big, popular TV theme song, and has done very well for... And, and he has a son who makes music, too, Robin Thick. who's done very well.
0: And that song that we heard was actually sung by Petey, right?
1: Which one? The
0: Clap for the Nardwar. Well,
1: yeah, I, yeah, he's doing the Nardwar thing, yeah. Petey Wheatjeans, who is in the city, and uh, we hope to see tomorrow night. And uh, callers, you know, tap him on the shoulder. Uh, I'm hoping he'll come and... Sing a song or two, no pressure, Petey.
0: There's also a song on the tape. It takes a certain type of man to chain a wallet to his pants. What that's is a, that
1: about? That's a Petey Wheat Jeans tune. I think I still know how it goes. Let me see here. And okay, well not tune. <laughs> it takes a certain kind of man. What was the idea behind that a, song? It's well, Petey wrote it. I don't know. It was it was seeing people who chain their wallets to their pants. And...
0: and there also was a phone call. About a practice
1: on there. Somebody, oh, was, Yeah, yeah. Could you explain that? that. Play I that. can't find it. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, this is um this was Pete's girlfriend calling to make an excuse for why he was missing practice again. And it was total bullshit. Like I mean he was you know, whatever. Like he was you know, she's like, Well, we've been going through tough times in our relationship right now and we both got the day off. And we both got the day off. We haven't had the day off in so so long. So yeah, we included that, which was fairly tasteless on our part. Whose name was on the lease
0: at the house at sixteen thirty four West Georgia? There was a lease. Well, was there? <laughs> Babu. Like whose name? Who
1: took the fall? Uh, unleashed, unleashed, man. I don't know. I don't know. Did the landlords love you? I, I, you know what was funny? Speaking of the landlords, is I walked on on West Broadway by the old building that we used to walk down to to pay the rent. It was like it was kind of around the Bomax sign on the other side of the. It was actually in the in the building where Polygram used to be, and we used to go in there to pay the rent. But I, I was not the person. I wasn't the front man. Did you ever get your damage deposit back? <laughs> I believe we did not.
0: And would you today, Mark Kleiner, the rent?
1: Should we give them would, some context? Would, not, not everybody knows what the hell we're talking about here. Well, please do. <laughs> We lived in a shithole. <laughs> okay, sixteen thirty four East Georgia.
0: But now it's condos. So now, it's, the shit yeah, hole it's, now,
1: well, it's, yeah, it's I mean It's, it's a what, Vancouver story, right? Today, Speaking of which, I went to the Homer Cafe. That place used to just be like the dregs. You know, you'd see cockroaches walking. It's like this swank place. You know, you know where I mean, like near Yale Town. There, it's it's crazy. Every time I come back to the city, and but you you all know it from living here. Although on the drive up to UBC today, you can still see some of the old Vancouver. Just some like although we're losing the last independent businesses on Robson Street, which is a which is a shame.
0: Would you today, Mark Kleiner, rent to the Mark Kleiner of the '90s? <laughs> Hell
1: no. What is the difference? <laughs> what is the difference with what? well? I have no property to rent, so that's the easy answer. Ba <laughs> boom. <laughs> and you again are playing
0: tomorrow night
1: in Vancouver, a free show. That's right. Although free will donations are gratefully received to support refugee resettlement in the Lower Mainland and Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. To bring Musa here, who's living in Lebanon and has sickle cell anemia and needs some help. His fiance is already here in the Lower Mainland. We want to bring them back together. So this is fighting for love. And we also want to help musa get the kind of medical attention that he cannot get in the refugee camp in Lebanon, which he needs uh, gravely. So please come out and we just ask you to be generous that's
0: the spirit life lutheran church 375 west 10th avenue the right church
1: <laughs> the right church. It, well, in
0: this case because i went to the wrong <laughs> well, church today. yeah
1: in that case i'd say you know we're not saying the other churches are wrong we're just bah, saying boom right so. but
0: right now you also wanted to pay tribute to a fellow vancouver musician that unfortunately has passed away
1: well we lost our dear friend zippy pinhead not too long ago. I think it's only been a couple of weeks. And uh, I knew Zippy just as, as far as a beautiful man around, around town and uh, just an infectious smile and an infectious spirit. I mean, you could not help but, uh, you know, in a way soak in some of those, you know, vibes of goodness that just exuded from him. And uh, he played drums for my good friend Tempers Flares Band. Uh, I think I last I saw them perform almost 20 years ago now. Uh, so it's crazy how the time accelerates. But uh, I believe you have some vinyl produced by Bob Rock. He actually also played drums with the Dills. Who are still going, are they not? Unfortunately, one of the
0: Dills passed away. Tony Kinman passed away. Chip is still going. But Tony passed away, and now Zippy has passed away. But they recorded the Dills in Vancouver. They were from L.A. They moved to San Francisco, but eventually... They recorded in Vancouver, and then they moved all about. This record actually has a JS on it, which means Joey Shithead. I actually got it at one of Joey Shithead's garage sale. Wow. So there is a chance that um, Zippy Penhead actually touched this record. Joey Shithead has a garage. He had a garage sale. Okay. And this record I picked up at there, we're going to play Sound of the Rain with Zippy Penhead on drums, and... This is from The Dills. They're made in Canada, EP. Those reco- uh, recorded in Vancouver, produced by Bob Rock. And that's
1: why I saw Bob Rock's name on it. That's right. Zippy Pinhead ZIP. I
3: see wall.
0: And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human
1: Serviette Radio Show. What did we hear, Mark, right there? We heard from Lisa Marr and the Transmitters. That was a brand new recording that just came out. So brand new, you played it from your phone. I did. And I'm a little bit of a Luddite, so I think the fidelity wasn't up to max. But I think if you get the download code and if you pick up the vinyl, you're going to get a much... Uh, juicier sounding recording to that. Did you and use- louder. But that was yes. actually the transmitters
0: and Lisa Marr of Cub covering the fastbacks yes. from Seattle, that's Washington. Right.
1: And God bless Lisa Marr because I uh, asked her to do a promo for my church's Hot Dog Day because Cub's sophomore release is called Hot Dog Day. And she blessed us with one uh, that's on our church's Facebook page. And uh, just so thankful for that. So next Hot Dog Day at Christchurch, Anglican, if you're in the Sastoon area, is after church on Sunday, April 7th. 7th.
0: Boom. If you're in Saskatoon, it yes, used yes. to be in Big right? That's you moved correct. from Big I did. And before that, we heard the Dills yes. with sound of the rain, rest in peace, Zippy. And we heard sound of the rain by the Dills recorded by Bob Rock Bob with Rock?
1: Zippy on drums. That's right. It that sounded wonderful. And I, I'd actually never heard that's that, that uh, recording before. And, uh, Yeah,
0: you are Mark Kleiner. And Mark, as well as doing rock and roll, I guess we have mentioned a bit about the Christ, you know, the Christ, the Christ Church, you know, the Christ Church Cathedral, etc. But what exactly are you allowed to do in the church? Like you mentioned, you were on the pulpit. It's kind of like a punk rock, you know. Sermon you were giving, you can do whatever you want. But what the are there any rules? Like you've had these signs, like Christ Church, come for the urinal,
1: stay for the worship. Did what? Was, well, that's a sign we put up above our urinals in the basement because we have a lot of recovery groups. So people just come in there to take a leak, which is fine, and go to a recovery meeting. And God bless them. We we support that, and uh, they support us through through a bit of rent, and it's a nice relationship. But we basically just want to invite people, yeah, come for the urinals, stay for the worship. That was that. So uh, another, another one I liked, which was Christchurch, uh, come join Christchurch, we will disappoint you.
0: Less Netflix, more worship. Serve the servant.
1: Who picks the
0: songs when you do the community sing-alongs?
1: Like, nothing's going to stop us now. Well, that's, nothing's going to stop us now. We've rewritten for our cause to bring the two family from Thailand, originally from Myanmar. They're Karen people, uh, so that's a people indigenous to Southeast Asia. And there's a family of six who have been warehoused in a, in a refugee camp for over 10 years. And we have rewritten the song, Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now, with members of the Karen choir. So it's in Karen and English. So it's like, um, and we can build this dream together, standing strong forever, nothing's going to stop us now, just like the original. And if
2: this world wants out of donors, we'll take out a loan, because nothing's going to stop us, nothing's going to stop us now. Who picks
1: the songs? Like, do you design a set list? Well... Wait, a, a community single, we don't call it a set list and a worship service, but there's, there's all sorts of people with input. It's a community effort, and I certainly uh, try to lower the bar as much as I can because that's what I do. That we got a lot of high church people, so we got a mix of classical and. Have
0: r- any um, run ins with the higher barred people?
1: The higher higher church? Well, folks? like,
0: for instance, there was that headline, Why a Saskatoon pastor is offering spiritual help for five cents?
1: Well, you see, a couple of years ago, I moved my office onto the lawn, uh, inspired by the peanuts, Lucy has that spirit, uh, what's it called? Psychi- psychiatric help booth that Charlie Brown goes to. So, one of our members makes sets for um, plays, and he built a replica of that to say spiritual help, five cents. So, basically, rather than sitting in my office inside all day and meeting virtually no one, I went out onto the lawn and charged people a nickel and served coffee and lemonade, and they could come and, and chat with me. And so they did. And so I was busy all the time. And there
0: were many headlines from that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was, there were was some, there was some uh, stories in the press about that, but it was basically a, an opportunity to do, to do ministry right where we are, and it was incredible. And so, also, you still love the monkeys. I do love the monkeys. C.T. Saskatoon, Peter Tork. Yes, the, the recently deceased Peter Tork, um, and uh, passed away on— How did they know you existed? Well I'd got could I got you explain his, what happened i got gotten his phone number and I used to call him up when I was writing a monkeys book and he finally said one day, Mark Kleiner, please never use this number again and I was gonna say, Well Peter, which number do you prefer I use? Do you have a cell number? But I didn't and I just stopped calling him. But you got his shirt. I got his shirt at the 1988 Monkeys Convention. I own the orange Nehru jacket that Peter Tork himself—it's not a stand-in; it's his actual shirt from the Head movie. He wears it on the back of the Head soundtrack album. He wears it in all the Head promotional posters and stuff. It is hanging in my closet. And you have worn that when we went down to Skagit Valley County Fair in 2001 to interview Peter. We got two of the monkeys. We were going to do a monkey interview every 10 years, and we got 1991 Mickey Dolan's, 2001 Peter Tork in 2011. I was on the way out here, and we were going to get Davy Jones when they were booked at the Red Rock Casino, but then Davy was embezzling money, and so the whole tour was was kiboshed.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that about a turn, but anyways, there was some nefarious things going on. But anyways.
0: And unfortunately, all these deaths have occurred.
1: Well, Davy passed away, and Peter, so we'll we'll never interview all, but we could still uh, talk with Michael Nesmith.
0: How? you become known as a go-to guy for the monkeys you know for monkeys
1: info for mainstream media in Saskatoon um, I should say allegedly by the way on that last comment um, how did I become known for yeah well I I just love the monkeys right so I've just been doing that wearing their clothing and uh, doing all things monkeys for years I mean I sister lovers we used to do tons of monkeys covers we used to cover porpoise song and Pleasant Valley Sunday, and I used to go to Monkey Conventions and all that kind of jazz, so.
0: And then right after doing the interview with Peter Tork, we went on to interview. The
1: Strokes. The Strokes. Yes, who've done quite well for themselves. Yeah, they were this up-and-coming band, and I remember kind of thinking, like, do I really want to go and do this? And uh You talked me into it, so we went uh, to Carlos and Bud's, which is no longer there, but was this fabulous um, eatery that was underneath the Granville Bridge, right, which had the famous comments card. You know, you could leave your comments, and so you put it into this container, and right beneath it was a garbage can, right? (laughs)
0: Boom. And speaking of of great tunes, what do we have coming up right now? What
1: do we have coming up?
0: We have...
1: Oh yeah, we have the Teen Challenge Choir. So Teen Challenge is a great organization that um, helps people get into recovery. And uh, it's a Christian-based recovery program. And they also occasionally record music. And this is an album that came out from down east. And it's the Teen Challenge Choir, uh, No High Like the Most High. And we're going to hear a rap song they do called Nasty Business.
0: And then perhaps we're going to get into some legendary monkey stuff. Mm -hmm. you got some exclusive monkey stuff because you're writing a book about the monkeys. And you did liner notes too?
1: I did liner notes for a record label out of Britain called 7A Records. And uh, I did the Mickey Dolenz liner notes. And then uh, I'm going to be working on some liner notes uh, for the Davy Jones box set that is coming. Coming out.
0: And what will we hear from the monkeys? We're going to hear something like, oh, someone.
1: Are we going to play that one? Probably in Dance Gypsy. What do you think about those tracks? Well, let's play Dance Gypsy. This is a Davy Jones Japanese only recording. Called. But first, some teen. Some teen challenge choir. On CITR. 101.9, Vancouver's home of rock and roll.
3: Put your nasty
4: business up on the show, what? Open up to Jesus, is your living liberator You don't need no all nighter, just get brighter with your freedom I said Jesus. Jesus I said what? I said Jesus He can
3: set you free I said Jesus
4: I'm okay. okay.
3: Down, yourself. Put Turn your nasty business the up on yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Steve I was born into a loving family growing up I looked up to my father and followed him everywhere he went when I was about 10 years old my father died and I felt lost and abandoned just a few months later I was sexually abused by a baseball coach and my life was turned upside down at that point I learned how to hide all my negative feelings by rebelling smoking drinking and doing drugs this lifestyle went unchecked for another 22 years I was at the lowest point of my life and found myself at Teen Challenge Farm, crying out to the Lord to deliver me from the bondages that control my life. My second day at the farm, I gave my life
2: to Jesus Christ. Dance, the while
5: the flame grows higher and fills the air.
2: coming. It's uh-huh. coming. It's uh-huh. it coming. coming. Oh, yeah. Okay. I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal
1: life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life.
3: I
5: Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name.
0: And you're still listening, hopefully, to the Nardvara, the Human Serviette Radio Show. What
1: we here mark kleiner and what why are you here again please mention why are you here i'm here because this weekend i'm taking part with a couple of my uh groups including jungle we are playing a benefit concert to support refugee resettlement in saskatoon the lower mainland and we just came out of a set of so it's at spirit of life lutheran church corner 10th and yukon potluck starts tomorrow that's saturday march 30th at 6 p.m the concert's at 8 following morning worship on guest preacher at 10 a.m followed by a children's concert at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. And it's all free. Uh, Donations gratefully received for refugee resettlement. And we just heard a bunch of tracks there. Going back, we heard the Teen Challenge Choir with uh nasty business their rap song and then there was a bit of a testimonial from a teen challenge member that segued perfectly into davy jones japanese only single dance gypsy by the way that comment i made about the embezzlement with davy total horse shit that was a, a, a internet uh, rumor thing that was in front of me here and uh i just uh, rescind all of that so hope you enjoyed that recording of dance gypsy and then coming up what out- year was that that was 82, I believe. So you love the solo work. I love the solo work, and I can't wait for this box set what to come out. What did the
0: monkeys think of the solo work? You know, you've done the box set. Did you have to consult them?
1: Uh, they're they're very much uh, working, or in this case with Davey, because he's deceased. His uh, daughters, it is. He has four daughters who were working quite closely with 7A Records to put this together. And uh, it should be a really fabulous package. So... We, you know, for those of us who love the monkeys, it's it's great news because 7A is doing all sorts of cool things. And,
0: and you are doing the liners.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm contributing uh, an essay to the liner notes, we'll say.
0: And what did Davy Jones say about being on Ed Sullivan the same night as the Beatles? Explain that.
1: Yeah, so Davy was in the play Oliver, and he was playing the Artful Dodger, so he's actually on the Beatles debut performance. Davy is making his American television debut performance as a member of the cast of Oliver and singing, I uh, think, Consider yourself or another one of the numbers from it. And he tells the story of being in the uh, you know elevator with Ringo. And Ringo says, I have to blow my nose. And Davy says, oh, I'll get it for you. I'm closer. That's the joke I've heard Davy tell about that. So Davy, Davy had a lot of great lines. My favorite Davy Jones line, which I never could use because I have one son and three daughters. But Davy's line was, I have four daughters, all girls.
0: And you are Mark line. Klein's Kleiner. Right after some monkeys, we played Teen Challenge, right? Doing
1: a monkey's cover. I'm a believer going into I Saw the Light. So I saw the light, now I'm a believer. And then it does a little the Hank Williams, I saw the light. So you got lots of Teen Challenge on the show today. And by the way, Julia Pope uh, in San Francisco Listening, hello to our San Francisco listeners uh, on 141 WKPR in the Bay Area. She uh, was queuing in and saying that it was Scrape Records run by Claudio. Do you remember Scrape? That were the, Those were the people who were selling gobs of uh, giver cassettes, at least three or four. On commission back in the day. So thank you, Julia, for contacting us with that. You won the East Van Daily Double today on the Nardware The Human Serviette Show on Vancouver's home of rock and roll, CITR 101.9.
0: You went from LA guns to enough's enough, and then you parted with poison on the back of their bus what was that all about
1: well that was danger dangers rap song that closes out their sophomore release which was originally supposed to be called monkey business but then when skid row decided they were going to call their first single from their sophomore album monkey business danger danger basically had to rejig and so they called the album screw it
0: when did you get
1: into these bands like where were you when you heard smells like teen spirit Well, I was in, uh, Roger Bois' basement. I was in Kitsilano. I was, uh, Roger had come back from Seattle and had a cassette copy. Roger's brother is Ted Bois, who later went on to play with Destroyer and those groups. And, uh, knew Roger. Roger was kind of my entree person to, uh, to Vancouver years and years ago, about 30 years ago. And so that's where I was. He had a cassette copy and we just listened to it and, uh... It was like, yeah, they're they're a major label now. We'd been fans before because Bleach was a really, um, you know, prominent album, and they played the New York Theater and all these places, so we certainly knew about them. And uh, you know, my friends had been to see them. I didn't go to a lot of concerts, so I missed seeing Nirvana countless times. But I, who did I end up seeing? Uh, I saw the one of the best shows was the Buzzcocks reunion. And, um, well, we saw Peter Tork at the Skagit County Fair. I did see that back in the day. I missed out on a lot of those great shows. Did you love bands like Danger, Danger yes.
0: before small Like Teen Spirit?
1: Uh, yeah, I certainly I, I Cause enjoyed them. Because you championed them after, right? Well, you know, they, they just became even more appealing to me after, after Grunge basically re um, reconstituted the whole you know, state of, of popular music because they became the true underground for a while, right? And it was, there's nothing aesthetically or in their sensibilities that was really um, underground in terms of, of of approach. It was really played for the mainstream and playing for the mainstream all of a sudden became as so passe and playing for the fringe became, you know, the new mainstream, right? So... You know, we have in our church the Book of Alternative Services, but, you know, the alternatives become the main line, right, as we know. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here at CITR in such a plush surroundings, right, because this is the new mainstream.
0: And this band, Slick Toxic, a Canadian band, you loved them, didn't you?
1: Oh, yeah, I enjoyed them. I saw them play uh, at the town pump on this tour. They released their sophomore album, Irrelevant. And we've told the story countless times. But that, how
0: did you sell them to me? Like Slick Toxic, well, this, a metal band
1: in this era of punk. How did you sell them to me? Well, I told you that this was a true underground, that Offspring and Green Day were just basically, I mean, forget about like it's—it's like It's its like it's been done and everything like that. You've got to really go where the underground is. And in 1993, that was Slick Toxic. So Slick Toxic, were struggling to know what are we going to do now were completely out of date. EMI Records had dropped them because they had trashed the company's limousine at the Juno Awards party, after party. And so they found themselves on a small imprint out of Ontario called Strawberry Records, and they had a an album called Irrelevant, as I had mentioned. And it's, uh, they, they, you know, they basically spoke about their um, difficulties and uh sang about them and and they won a juno award right they didn't well they may have won a juno that but not on this album like by this album they were pretty much commercially but this song <laughs> i want a gun to blow my manager away
0: they crashed their limo on the night of the juno that's what i said right? yes
1: yes that's right so um but there are some residual bad feelings about their management so they they express that this is what we artists do we express it in songs and uh with 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 varying results, so we'll let the listeners decide for themselves. What slick they think. toxic, I want a gun. I want a fucking gun.
3: I said I need a fucking gun.
1: You're still listening to the Nodward the Human Serviette radio show. What did we hear, Mark? We heard Slick Toxic, or as we called them, Slack Toxic, 1993 from the Irrelevant album with I Want a Gun.
0: And you kind of influenced me to talk to this whole generation of newer metal bands. They're really older metal bands. Yeah, they
1: weren't really so much new metal. I mean, this was like the, uh, the dying hair metal era. And the
0: joke was they were going to change your name to Slack Talks. That's right. That's right. To join. That was the rumor. And then we later changed that joke to would you ever sell out and go punk? Right. And I also showed you a video from the 1990s. What is going on in a video? That well, we were you were talking
1: about the old Flop House 1634, and just down the block was the New York Theater, and Ringo Starr was in town rehearsing his all-star band in the New York Theater for a couple of weeks. in the. In, I believe that was 1995. And um, you have had in your lifetime, uh, so of uh, being an interviewer, I guess there's been three living Beatles, and then George passed away. Um, 2001 right so you've had one opportunity to ask a living Beatle one question and God bless you because I gave you the question to ask Ringo (laughs) which was what's it like to be on a new age record label (laughs) what was the background on that question (laughs) well Ringo had signed he couldn't get a mainline record deal in the early 90s so he ended up signing with a label called Private Music which largely released like John Tesh albums or something I think Speaking of which, you're playing my new song. (laughs) Speaking of people who can't get record deals and stuff that sounds like it's on a bad New Age label, this is my Bud Osborne tribute. I love Bud and his poetry, and I'm so blessed uh, to have the support of some of his community. And this is a song... But it's pretty crazy that, like, like Ringo Starr was right across from you. I know, because he was rehearsing. You could see him taking smoke breaks, so we'd go out and over For Randy the... Backman's all-star That's band. That's right, and we could like, take the megaphone. Ringo, are you a mod or a rocker? And anyways, he just would go back in.
0: And what do we hear?
1: When you play it, say it, Nardwar.
0: What do we All hear right.
1: here in the background? We hear, I will meet you there. This is a new recording of mine. Um... Mixed by SJ Kardash from Rainwolf.
2: talk about that criminal who got out on a pig.
0: You're still listening
1: to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show.
0: What was going on there, Mark?
1: With that track? Yes. That was a new recording, I Will Meet You There, written um, in tribute to Mr. Bud Osborne, who passed away a few years ago. He was the poet laureate of the downtown uh, East Side.
0: And he retweeted you?
1: Uh, no, his uh, Facebook page um, shared our event info, and you were just asking about what, ev- what the event is. It is happening this weekend, tomorrow night, Saturday night, at Spirit of Life Lutheran Church, 375 West 10th Avenue. We're having a potluck at 6 p.m., followed by a concert at 8, including performances by Jungle and the reunion of Mushroom Trail.
0: Who we tried to play We today. tried to
1: play, but we could not uh, find a working copy of their AMM A&M album from 1993. We also were going to play some Dose Pump. We were because we love Dose Pump from the Humbuzz Thing compilation and uh, we were going to play Kiss Me With My Clothes On, but you'll have to wait for the next time the stars align and we do this. What happened the last time? That was like five years ago. Pete from A Sweet Kill. What happened? What do you mean what happened? Well, we got back together the the Mark Kleiner Power Trio and we did a performance at a place called the Fox Cabaret and now uh, Pete's in Los Angeles and Kurt Dahl. Doll, the old Kurt Dahl, I also play with the young Kurt Dahl out of Saskatoon, so Kurt's in retirement now. But uh, there's a possibility he may uh, come out of retirement if he gets enough uh, uh, shoulder taps. But anyways, there'll be some form of the Mark Kleiner power trio there tomorrow night.
0: And before your song, we heard an integrity track, kind of, not
1: really. this track.
0: What is integrity track?
1: What are you talking about?
0: You don't even know.
1: I don't the know. The ballad. What The ballad. Oh, my song. Yeah. Well, we talked about that. That was the one for Bud Osborne. I Will Meet You There. So that's coming out uh, my album, Vintage Youth, which is going to be coming out uh, later this decade. And b- yeah, before that, that doesn't we leave heard me much some, time, does Some it?
0: slick toxic. <laughs> what do you think about the metal, the
1: John Karabi years? You love that. Recently, I
0: do. there was some. The events- dirt. Yeah.
1: And, and Karabi doesn't even apparently have a line he, in it. Who is Karabi? John Karabi was Vince Neil's replacement. And, uh, you know, he, they made one album together here in Vancouver produced by Bob Rock, who's better known for producing Zippy Pinhead and the Dills. But anyway, he recorded that Motley Crue album, which was going to originally be titled Till Death Do Us Part. And uh, the album stiffed horribly. So there was never a second John Karabi Motley Crue album.
0: And how have you been, like, regarded in a sense, like, checking out Vancouver bands on the prairies? Old 90s,
1: t- 2000s what Vancouver What the hell bands. is that question? Well, like the smugglers. Oh, well, the smugglers did a reunion in... And in you South saw 15. it. It was wonderful. In November, last November, I was so blessed to be there. And uh, speaking of stars aligning, I was able to... At Amigos. At Amigos, the legendary Amigos on their 30th anniversary. So what better way to celebrate 30 years of Amigos than 30 years of the smugglers? So... It was a great night. And right now, we have a song that you claim the Bare Naked Ladies ripped off. I via of, your brother. Speaking of things that turn up on the internet and and quotes and rumors, I already almost got in trouble from from quoting some hogwash about Davy Jones. So I will not say anything about BNL. God bless them. I wish them all the best. Watch for them. They're going to be huge. This particular track is what? Bob? Explain about this track. This we're playing. is a song called It's So Effing Great to Be Alive. One of your bands. Yes, Jungle. This was a title track off our uh, debut album or EP produced by Pete Bourne, who's a wonderful uh, friend and producer. And uh, so Stephen Hamm, Tim Murphy, Aaron Gilgannon, and myself, all of whom will be playing tomorrow night at Spirit of Life Lutheran Church at, well, it starts at 8. Chico Toho Maso is also coming out and guest, uh, guesting. So,
0: And that's 375 West 10th Avenue. Correct. Mark Kleiner, why should people care about Mark Kleiner? Why should people care about Jungle?
1: Well, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to shit on anybody here. I'm just going to say that it's a great experience to journey together. And Nard, I'm glad how music has brought us together. And also these, these gentlemen here with the next show. What's your guys' show called?
3: Word on the Street.
1: Word on the Street. They've been just great, and uh, that's a great outfit, by the way. You can't see that in Radio Land, but it's this wonderful overall kind of ripped thing, which I would, would love to wear tomorrow night, but I but I won't. And so um, it's just wonderful to be here, and so it's so wonderful to be alive. <laughs>
0: well, thank you very much, Mark. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do doo loo
1: Doot-doo.
2: Guys, thank you. Mark. Yes.
0: I actually, instead of instead of hitting play, I hit eject. I hit eject. Yes, we are still live here on CITR. Well, it's
1: just like people are in the.
0: But maybe you could mention the new CITR versus the old CITR. The new CITR.
1: Well, you know, like it's it's kind of like choosing between children. I love them both. But um, definitely the new one. If you haven't seen it, you can come down and see it because it's very accessible. That's not the right song, I think. Right? It's just, you, you can just basically see what we're doing here. No one's really watching, but we can see what they're doing out there too, which is kind of beautiful. It's two way glass. Well,
0: you've at much. the home of rock and roll. Thank you, Mark. Keep on rocking in a free world and doo doo loo doo
2: doo doo.
3: Stop!